Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is 790 Baseball Direct. Direct from the ballpark. To your radio. Driven by TexasDirectAuto.com. 1232 Sports Talk 790 and the Matt Thomas Show. Back to normalcy a little bit at least today. Pyramid Roofing brings you the manager of the Houston Astros. 6-2 last night. Took care of the Seattle Manors. Skip, good morning from the Pacific Northwest. Uh, what an experience your your franchise has gone through the last handful of days. And frankly, it all started with you getting tossed by Joe West last week. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I uh, had no idea that was going to create the um, you know, sort of, uh, week ahead, but I, um, we've been playing pretty well. It was nice to come home. And I think I can't overstate that enough and got a couple of days at home, got a couple of wins in front of our families and friends that could make it. And, and, and then, uh, back out on the road, win game, one of the road trip with Keuchel, put Verlander in the, in the, in the pitcher slot tonight. Uh, some good Astros baseball going on right now. I was uh, in the Crawford boxes on Saturday uh, when Springer hit his 30th home run. And um, look, we're all excited about home runs, but I, I was with a small group of people, you know, in that section. It just, it was like, I, I don't even, it was like the birth of a child. And, and I don't want to put too much into something, but just being in the ballpark, having a couple of pops, Skip, hearing you speak before and, we just kind of needed it, and I don't want to get too much into that because we got so much baseball to get to, but it was just for all of us, we just wanted a little getaway, and your squad it was certainly able to help out with a couple of nice victories. Yeah, it was it was good for us, too. Uh, and, you know, and, and I think as, as Houstonians and, and a lot of us live in the area, um, these, these, these natural disasters, you know, strengthen a, a, a city that was already pretty strong, and, and it, we needed – to reconnect with the city. I think sports is very ther- therapeutic. Um, you know, sometimes good, sometimes maybe not the therapy you want with this frustration. Frustrations can come out in different sports, but um, boy, it was nice to provide a smile or two, shake a few hands, hug your families, hug your friends, hug strangers, and just reconnect with the city. Uh, I was doing hurricane coverage uh, last week on our sister's news station. And uh, when all that stuff was going down with, with Verlander and come to find out that everything on Twitter was pretty darn accurate in terms of wasn't going to happen, was going to happen. So take us through your 10 o'clock hour as you were kind of, I don't know how close you were to it, if you were within on a cell phone. What was your last hour like as you were trying to figure out whether or not you were adding a new member to your rotation? Yeah, if you if you could take a screenshot of my call logs uh, on the, the night we got home from Tampa, uh, you would think Jeff Luna and I spoke like every other minute mm-hmm. for about two hours. We, we were, you know, we'd gotten home. And so that was emotional to begin with. We got home. Uh, we made our ways to our houses. It took a little longer route, just the closures of the roads and, and the unknowns of whether we could get, get to our places. We had just flown over uh, the Beaumont area coming from the east and, and saw the devastation and the flood. When look like we were over you know, completely the ocean and, and we were over land and it was just incredible experience to see it from that angle. Then we land, we go home, 
And then Jeff and I spoke, you know, what felt like every other minute for a couple hours. And the on-again, off-again was about the trade. It wasn't really about Verlander's decision and what was going down in his camp. It was really just, uh, you know, the Tigers and Jeff uh, agreeing and not and not agreeing on deals. And, and, and a lot of that had to do with whether the Tigers were going to trade their franchise icon. And to put it in perspective and think of all the the good that, that a Jose Altuve's done or a Dallas Keuchel's done or, you know, soon-to-be Carlos Correa, and that's the magnitude of player that Justin Verlander was at the Detroit Tigers. So listening to the, the turmoil that was putting the trade together, there were so many things that were, in, in, you know, working and uh, and going. And there were times where Jeff uh, was pretty excited, and there were times where Jeff was, you know, pretty frustrated, thinking it wasn't going to happen. And then when it did happen, I would flip that screenshot over to my text messages, and watching our players and coaches' reactions was was, mm-hmm. was pretty awesome. And we 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 immediately had a jolt of energy. Uh, that's you know that's obviously been, played a part of of this whole five game win streak and this renewed optimism towards what's ahead now uh, you did speak to justin prior to the accepting of the trade is that correct not the prior to him accepting the trade i spoke to him afterwards about 12 about a little after midnight uh i was i was one of the first guys to get to call him jeff called him i called him uh at some point jim called him so we we had some midnight conversations going on that that uh about an hour after we traded for him yeah and i don't expect you to give us play-by-play a detail of that visit but Help us out. Was there one or two things that maybe surprised you about that phone call? Was it the hesitancy of a 30-something-year-old veteran going to a brand-new baseball team? Was it the hesitancy of you know leaving a team that he had been with on day one? Where, 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 is there anything that caught you off guard with, with your first, I'm going to assume, phone conversation ever with Justin Verlander? Mm-hmm. I think two, two things stood out. Number one, he, he's very good at compartmentalizing the two sides, the emotional side of, of having worn one uniform in the big leagues, the, the legacy that he had built in Detroit, the magnitude of, of what this meant for his career and his family. That, that was, that was very apparent to me. The second part was this guy's pretty all business about baseball. I mean, he wanted to know when can I sell my pen? When do you want me to start? What my expectations are? You know, he didn't come in making a lot of demands on that first call. And this is what I do. And, and, and sort of the bravado that comes with elite athletes, he had none of it. He wanted to see how can I fit in and what do you want from me, uh, which I appreciate. I didn't know what I was going to get. I'd never met Justin Verlander. I'd seen him from the other side. Obviously, I'm very close with Brad Ausmus, his manager. Right. Um, so I had a lot of intel about him. But, uh, you know, his humility with joining a good team and, and making no demands alongside the, the real mature – uh, acceptance of what this meant for his overall life and career, I thought was was pretty impressive. AJ Hinch with us here on Sports Talk 790. So you get that jolt. You also get Carlos back. McCann is back now. The, mm-hmm. the lineup, Bregman is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. I felt like yesterday, that's as close to a lineup that I might see for you in game one of the division series. And I know you don't want to pinpoint that that far in advance, but it feels good and full and healthy right now. No, it does. I mean, I you know I'm not on the other side, but I would imagine we come into town and you look on the matchup sheet and it's Keuchel, Verlander, McCullers. That's that's a pretty good start. I mean, you you just feel good. I mean, it's no different than we see across the way when you know you look at at what the Dodgers can throw out there, what the Nationals can throw out there, what the Red Sox and Indians can throw out there. I mean, it there's just something different about that presence of having really uh, you know really dominant starting pitching mm-hmm. potential uh, any night we throw out there. You know, you start slotting guys 
one of the things we, we don't talk enough about it. We said slotting guys in, and not that Colin McHugh can't pitch, you know, better than a four or Charlie Morton or Brad Peacock mm-hmm. pitching at the back end of a rotation, but it just slots well. And we see that in other sports, right? You, in basketball, if you play a guy out of position, it just looks different. In, in football, it's the same way. It just slots guys better. When Carlos Correa comes back, and you slot guys down a little bit, and Gurriel's hitting sixth last night, and Marwin's hitting seventh, and McCann's hitting eighth. It's not that those guys are bottom of the order bats, but the, but it, it's a it's a lift to your entire team when when the pieces fit together very well. Verlander's that way. Whether he pitches game one or game two, who really cares? The fact is, we we have a chance to win when he pitches. Keuchel, obviously, he's been a dominant pitcher as an Astro. McCullers coming back. We need to get him on track and. And like I said, things just slot a little better. You know, it's part of the charm of this year's team, AJ, I think way more than last year's team was that I felt like six through nine was really puzzling last year to find something consistency. And I think in the first two months of the year, I think we bragged about that part of the lineup so many times. And I think for the first time in probably a month, two months, we can start bragging on that six through nine because you're putting guys in the area that probably could be a little higher in the order. But if you have them down where they are now, it just makes them more and more valuable. It is, and it's interesting in my job because I get questioned about stuff like that all the time. And I, you know, as soon as a guy starts performing well at the bottom of the order, I get immediately asked by someone, "Why don't you move him up? Why don't you put him in the middle of the order?" And then you, you know, sometimes I have to remind you that's that's reserved for Altuve and 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 Correa and Reddick, um, and those guys are doing well too. And it, it you know, you, when you can in playoff baseball or September baseball when you're trying to win the division, you can. You can see how we can score in different innings, and it's not just waiting for the, you know, the, the the middle of the order to roll around and hit again. And that we keep coming at you. The, the most compliments I've gotten from opposing managers and opposing players have been, "You guys don't stop. Like there's no there's no let up to where you can simply just back off your fastball, throw some sinkers, get a couple ground balls, get your quick outs until George Springer comes back around. Last night's a good example. They walked George Springer, and they get to Alex Bregman, one of our more productive hitters with runners in scoring position. You know, we have you have to choose between Altuve and Correa. You have to choose whether it's Correa or Reddick. And that connectivity is pretty unique uh, at this level, and, and it's why we have the best offense in the league. Dallas gets you into the eighth inning, goes seven and two-thirds. Uh, was there much of a conversation about him going out for the eighth inning, or was, was that something planned all along? I really planned all along uh, just based on a couple things. I mean, even though it's September and we expanded rosters, the way that, that our, you know, even though we won the, the, the series against the Mets, um, you know, we, we had to use a lot of pitching. And I'm trying to ease back in some of the new guys and, and the guys that have returned, so I'm, I'm being careful. But the doubleheader really did take a lot, of, a lot of our pitching away. So last night I had Giles, I had Martez, I had the left-handed guys, Lariano, Sip, and Goudouin. But other than that, we didn't have – a full array of, of pitching that I was that I was willing to use. So um, going into that game, I think Dallas knew he was going to have to extend. Um, he finished the, the seventh inning so well, getting him into the eighth. In the particular part of the lineup, we felt pretty good about it. He gets the double play ball. When he walked Cruz, um, you know, his night was done. But um, he was pretty strong at the end. And I also think, you know, we have to continue to remember that, that Dallas is still building arm strength, conditioning, the intensity that's going to come with these these last few starts and, and into October, um, there's a conditioning part of this too. And, I, and, and he did a good job of, of yeah. completing his outing. You know, he had to walk off the field in the middle of the eighth. Last question before you can start returning those 40 texts you're getting. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, somebody asked on the 10th. I'm like, call it. Welcome to my life. Just welcome to my life. You know, I'm only texting you like once a week, so I feel like I'm fair and balanced when it comes to that. Uh, 
Somebody called me yesterday on the postgame show and said, hey, what's A.J. going to do with this pitching group come uh, playoff time? And I started writing them down. This is after the show. And look, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but we got this coming up in a month from now. You're going to have some very difficult decisions because there were some guys that were that have helped you out this year. And I don't want to mention by names because I don't want to throw anybody uh, in, you know, any rumor mills out there. You're going to be putting some guys on that not playoff roster that have helped this baseball team out a lot this year. I, I, it's a wonderful problem to have, but it's still going to be a pretty tough decision for you to make coming up here in the next few weeks. Yeah, it is. It is, and, it, and it's a competitive one when when you're when you're getting into the stretch run here, and we're trying to, um, you know, we're trying to piece things together. And, and I've told our guys, you know, even September decisions, right? Like playing time, you know, as an example, there's some players that have played, you know, a lot every day with, while we were facing injuries, and now that our guys come back, they get pushed away a little bit. And I'll try to keep guys fresh and try to keep guys in there, but. I've made it known we're going to make decisions that, that help us win games. And, and we're chasing a division title. We haven't won a division in Houston in a long time. That's priority number one. Once we get past that, we will, you know, we'll brace for the decisions that are ahead. We want the best record in the American League to have home field advantage. That's another goal. You know, once that is passed, you know, we will focus on, on trying to win the first series in the playoffs. And that, you know, that mindset will help, help the players adjust to, to some of the, um, inconsistencies in their playing time or their their fight for legitimacy to, to, to make a roster or, or be that guy that I turn to in the sixth or seventh or eighth inning. And, mm-hmm. and that competition's good, and it's tough. And it, this is the big boy division, and we've, we've got to make sure that we uh, stay focused on, on the number one priority in these games moving forward is to win. And, and we have to put the guys in a position to do that. And what comes with that are some tough calls, you know, in-game, some t- tough calls, Roster-wise, or fairness, or or what people have done, and and you and you you build that chemistry for times like now, where where players trust me and my staff, we trust the players, and we all have the same goal. Skip, thanks for the time, and I will not text you for at least three weeks because if, I think you're about <laughs> yeah, a thousand texts behind right now at this point. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, take care. AJ Hinch, manager of your Houston Astros, with us here at twelve forty-five. It is the Matt Thomas Show. We go to three o'clock today. Coming up at two o'clock, we go to some football. Whitney Merciless, the first of his weekly visits with us here on Sports Talk seven ninety. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?" Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.